And we're not, I just, I was thinking about it, we're not very good at celebrating in our culture. For as much like leisure as we have, we have more leisure than like any culture ever, but we're not very good at celebrating. We're not very good at feasting. I mean, back in the day, think about the wedding at Cana. That, there was a wedding and it went on for like three days and people are eating cake and drinking wine and dancing and playing Twister like every single night and settlers of Catan would go all hours and it was like, that's what they did, like they knew to party. Like Christmas used to be 12 days. I mean, the song was because they would actually take 12 days. And some people still do. I kind of want to adopt that in my family. I think my kids would like that especially. But anyway, we, we get to that and then it's done. And I think part of it is, is it's, we've made it sort of separate. We, we've forgotten about the implications. It's like Jesus comes and then we fold up the manger scene and put it away. And it's like, I mean, I understand, because I don't want it up all year. That'd be a little weird. But the, you know, when, when Jesus was born, Joseph didn't you know, fold up the sheep and put them in a box. He didn't take the star and wrap it in paper. And put them. No, it was like the king has come. And he didn't go away. He came. And he came to dwell with us. And so to connect this to the rest of Life is so essential to see the, the beauty, the incredible majesty of God coming in human form in such a humble way. And then new life begins. So here we are on the cusp of a new year. It is kind of cool that you have Christmas and then new year because this is a new thing. So I want to connect that a little bit this morning. And I want to talk about the new year being a gateway of praise. When Isaiah looked forward from his very destitute time in Israel to a day of, of restoration, the day when the Messiah would finally come, he said many things. And this is one of the things he said. He said, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorns herself with jewels. For as the earth brings forth its bud, as the garden causes the things that are sown in it to spring forth, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all the nations. A beautiful picture. This wasn't a, this was a, a joyous picture. There's going to be lasting celebration just as, as a seed is planted. It's going to grow and righteousness and praise will come forth. And and uh, of course, there's many ways that this happens, but it actually happened kind of a specific way right away with all nations bringing praise to him. And it happened right here with these men. The wise men, a.k.a. the Magi, a.k.a. we three kings of Orient are... Now, I can be a bit of a curmudgeon sometimes, to be honest with you. So the manger scene... With them there, if you're like me, you're like, they weren't actually there. They came late. We had a video of this that we did. Well, we, we created it. We made it up. We didn't actually film them. We tried, but we couldn't get the release rights. Um, we had a few years ago with a few of our guys, Rachel and, and Josh and, and Josh, the other Josh. Anyway, they're doing this whole thing about why are they late? Well, it's because the guys wouldn't ask for directions, you know, and so who knows why they were late, but they were late. They didn't get there. But here's, 
here's the thing. These guys were like these mysterious guys and we don't know anything about them except that they were called the Magi and they came from the East. If, if, if Luke had written this part of the gospel, Luke was the historian, right? If he had written this, we would know all about them. But he left them out for some reason. And Matthew does it. And Matthew just kind of glosses over stuff. He's like, yeah, these guys showed up and left and left all these amazing presents. Chapter three. I was like, come on, man. So here's what we know. Okay. They were called the Magi. They were, they're from the east. They're probably wise. Might, might have worked for some kings there. Might have been uh, uh, like, you know, like the, the Old Testament wise men like Daniel. They, they very possibly practiced all forms of magic and different things like that. Um, they actually might have been kings. We don't know. Um, but they almost certainly practiced astrology. They looked to the stars for answers. And uh, this was actually a thing that was forbidden the, the people of God. But it's fascinating to me that you have these people that look in the superstitious way to the heavens for their future. And God actually, boom, puts a star up there for them. Isn't that fascinating? It's almost like he puts these little breadcrumbs that lead to himself. I wonder how many in our modern culture would be like, God, I think that's a little syncretistic. I'm not sure you should be putting a star up there for astrologers to find you, but he did. And these guys who don't have any idea of like really who he is probably just see this and I'm like, oh my goodness, this is really, 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 really big news. We need to go to him. And so they jump on their camels or whatever. We like to see camels because they're so interesting. As comfortable as an old shoe, as I heard somebody say about camels one time. I thought that was a great description. Very, <laughs> I forget it. All right, so they come, and they have these incredible gifts. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Like, they didn't come with, like, a onesie or a cool stroller. Like, no, these are, like, this is big stuff, you know? These are, these are the gifts they would give to a king, to a full-on, this is a new king, an emperor, a big-time ruler. We're going to come and inaugurate his birth. And they bring him these things. They, they could have taken years out of their lives trying to, to follow this thing, trying to make this trip. It was a huge ordeal and an extremely expensive ordeal. And they come and they lay these gifts at, 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 at the child king right there. Now, why? What, what did that signify to them. They obviously knew something important. Now, here's what I think this signified. At least three things. They were saying, you are more important than I am. They're saying that to this newborn baby. You deserve all the very best that I can give. You are worthy of all my efforts in this long journey. This is praise. As Jesus brought in a new era, these three men wanted to mark that day with praise. And today, like this day, today, we're turning a page as well. There's a new era coming. 2017 is going away and 2018 is beginning. And I, I want today to be like a gateway of praise, that we can mark this new era the same way that, that they did. Just like the psalmist says, we enter in his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. I, uh, about a year ago, a little over a year, I preached a sermon on praise, and we looked at some of the Hebrew words in the psalms um, that uh, is used for, for the English word praise, because it's just a loaded term, as for so many Hebrew words are. And so I want to look at some different shades of meaning really quickly. We'll just look back on that. This is very cool. Um, these are all of them that are used in the psalms. The first one is zamer. Can you say that? 
Zamer. Good. See, I asked the 9 o'clock guys to say it, and I realized I was saying some of it wrong, so I went to check it. So this is much more accurate. You guys get the good stuff. Um, Zamer. Okay. Zamer. Because <laughs> I, I, I never studied, like, real in-depth Hebrew. So, okay. means uh, uh, to celebrate in song and music. Very practical term, zamer. That's what that's the, the praise thing. Sing to him, zamer to him. Talk of all his wondrous works. That's a good one. Here's another one. This one, tehila, tehila, not tahila. He he started singing the song. The first one, no, tehila. Say it with me, tehila. Very good. Yeah, I'm making you guys do work this morning. Um, no, it does not. Primary meaning, a hymn or praise. So just like it can be like sort of a verb to sing, this is like, this is what that is, a song of praise. But you are holy, O you that inhabit Tehillah of Israel. Inhabit the actual songs, inhabit the praise. You, what a beautiful expression. Have you ever thought about that? That he inhabits the praises of his people? How cool is that? He inhabits the, like he's hanging out in our praises, so this morning, here we are singing, and he's not like up there with his radio tuned. He's not on FaceTime watching. He's like here. He's hanging out in our praises in the midst of this beautiful music. Isn't that cool? Yes. Here's why this is important. Some people have this idea that he wants to be far away from them, that he's like, oh, I just can't even, I can't even, sorry. Ugh. Like he's not that way. Even in the midst of all our brokenness and all the dumb things that we do sometimes, all the rebellion that we commit, he still, he wants to be there. He wants to inhabit our praises. Here's another one. <laughs> yada. Not to be confused with yada. Yada. Primary, so say it, ready? Yada. You guys are amazing. I'm kind of giving you easy points this morning, aren't I? That's good. You need it because it's the last day of the year. Oh, that men would yada the Lord for his goodness and for his wondrous works to the children of men. To give thanks. What a beautiful expression of praise. That it's spoken. We're paying attention to the things he's saying. But here's my favorite, okay? All right. This one is halal. halal. Very good. Halal. Primary meanings to this, give this, to shine. Hence, to make a show, to boast, to rave. Now, I, I do this sometimes when I get a book that I really like. I read this book. Well, technically, I listened to it, but to me, that's still reading. I'm a big Audible audiobooks fan, so I switch back and forth. But this, I just read it this week. It's called How to Think. True story. It's by a man named Alan Jacobs. And for anyone who ever disagrees with anybody else online, this is the book. We should just all read this book. Before you are allowed to ever argue, whether it be politics, religion, anything online, he's going in, he's like telling them all these like intense, awesome things of like, not intense at all actually, just like obvious awesome things of like, actually, instead of trying to like grind your opponent into the ground, stop thinking about this as war. Actually get in their shoes a little bit and try to see the world through their eyes in order to understand what's happening. It's amazing, you should all get it. What am I talking about? What am I doing right now? Halal. That's praise. The raving, okay? So some of you guys do that in different ways. And, and that's okay. That's appropriate. It's good to, to talk about the great things that are around you and things you're excited about. And this is all the way through the Psalms. It says to praise God, to halal God, 
to go on about. Oh, he's just halaling again. Yes, isn't that a good thing? To go on about him. Oh, man, do you see the amazing thing that God did? Oh, I've got to tell you this great thing that's happening. It's one of the things I really appreciate about this house. And one of the things that Joshua has brought is consistently bringing the testimony of what God's done. We do this like before every single meeting that we have at Christ Center. Let's hear some testimonies. Let's start out. And sometimes it feels mechanical because you're super tired, but when you start hearing about the things that God has done and you start going on about it, you start halaling about it, and you're like, this is good. This is right. We were made to halal. You were made to halal. <laughs> yes. That, is a t- that would be a good t-shirt. There we go. We can agree on that one. So when we praise, we must first Here's there's sort of two components to these different words for praise, okay? There's two things. The first thing you do is you look up and you notice the thing that he's done, okay? You know, now, that's only the first part of it, though. To notice it is a big thing. Now, sometimes we get so introspective that we don't even notice it anymore. At least I'm speaking for myself. When, things, when, when the chips are down, you know, and just like, oh, you're so introspective and like sort of wallowing in like hard times, and you forget even to look up, oh, that's right, Lord, you're up there. Oh, yeah, you're, you're good. So that's the first step. You look up, you remember the good things that he's done, and then you actually express them. That's the second part. Praise is noticing them and then expressing them. There's two parts, and they're so important. So let's talk about this last year, 2017. For many people, this was a difficult year, I know. A lot of hard stuff happened, but there's also a lot of good stuff that happened. So I want you to start thinking about your own lives here. I'm going to give you a couple of examples from my life just to prime the pump, okay? Here's this boy. See this boy? Yeah. This boy, my youngest, he is six years old. Now, those who have ever hung out with this boy uh, for extended periods of time know a couple things. He's hilarious, he's fun, he's charming, and then he has this other side that comes, and you're like, who are you? Like, th- he goes zero to completely ticked off in, like, three seconds. It's the fastest I've ever seen. We, um, he, he literally got in more trouble than all of my other kids combined, ever. Like, he had four years of the terrible twos. Four years. Okay? So, lest you, some of you guys out there are like, oh, I can pass your family. They have everything together. No, we don't. We don't know what we're doing half the time. And we were completely lost with this one because we're like, I, I have no idea. I have no idea where this came from. I don't know what's going on. So we prayed for a long time of this, and it was really wearing us down, especially because when he's about to start kindergarten and this stuff, we're like, oh my gosh, Officer Jackson's going to have to haul him out down to the station if this keeps going. Like, this is not good. <laughs> like, sir, I've never arrested a kindergartner before. But, um, we didn't know. So we just kept, you know, well, over the, the, the year, we felt like we had two different things the Lord spoke to us. The first was this, that he had a very strong justice motivation, okay? So anytime his little, uh, you know, perception of justice was off where he felt he was slighted or something wasn't right, now that's going to be his perceptions way off because he's so little. But anytime he feels that way, it's like, no! And you just see, like, he becomes the Hulk. So it's like, okay, that's good. Because it also gives us something to look toward, like maybe this could be a cool thing down the road once he stops that thing. So that was helpful. It gave us something to pray for. The other thing was this. We started thinking about the love language thing. You guys read, read love language? Most people are familiar with this. This thing is written like 30 years ago at least and is still on the bestseller list for the Christian books it's every year. There's really something to it. This kid gives and receive love, receives love through physical touch. 
One of the highest I've ever seen on that. He wants to wrestle constantly. He wants to jump on top of you, ride your back. He wants to hug. He wants to high five, all these things. And it occurred like, you know what? We need to stop arguing with him when he's having one of these horrible meltdowns and just hold him. Just hold him. So we did that and we would start to see results and then, and then we just started, just, we just completely dug him. Like we're not gonna argue with him anymore. And all summer we were doing this and he would flip out because I don't know, somebody got a popsicle before he did or something. And so, you know, I'd go in and I just wouldn't argue with him. I just like pick him up and hold him tight. And he's like wiggling, I'm so angry. He would say, I'm so angry. Like, I know you're angry. I can see that. And just hold him. And then he's like wiggle and then kind of stops wiggling. And he stops the hard breathing, and he's just snuggled in. And he's like, <laughs> I set him down. I look at him. Hey, you okay? Yeah. You have anything to say? I'm sorry, Daddy. And then it would turn around. Here's the thing. We, we had prayed. Guys, this was like a really big deal. Like, we prayed for a really long time. And something happened. Something broke in August. He completely stopped having his tantrums. Completely. Right before he goes into kindergarten, thank you, Lord. <laughs> I look at this year, and I think, okay, here we are, December 31st. He has not had a meltdown since August. I mean, that's a halal. It's seriously, a super big deal for us. And, and it, was, it was precisely because as we prayed, the Lord gave us these insights into our son, which are different for every single child. But he gave us the insights for our son, and it came, he came through for him. It was a beautiful thing. That is a good thing that happens. And there are good things that happened in your life in 2017, too. Here's one more from my life right here. This is probably my favorite day from, last, from this past year, 2017. Some of you guys were there. Many of you knew about it. And this was, we, we had this uh, uh, 5K fundraiser for the Bridgeway Houses, run for autism. And, and so we had formed a team for my son, Jack. It was called Team Flapjack. I've seen Team Flapjack shirts are still floating around here everywhere. It's awesome. Um, and we had... 60, we had a team of over 60 people come to this race. Because, why? Because you guys wanted to love on our family. That was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. Like, we were already in love with you guys a long time ago. But this, like, it was just this new level of, like, these guys really love us and care for us. And a lot of people that couldn't even come but wanted to and were supporting in all these other different ways. And it was amazing. And I thought, Lord, you put us here in this family for a reason. And I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. Like, that's one of those things I'll always be able to look back on. You know, things are hard right now, but remember that day? Oh, yeah. That was good. It was this beautiful gift he gave us. 2017 had some good things. It also had some hard things, even for our family. And one of those hard things, speaking of my son Jack, is he's had this new level of anxiety that we've not seen before. And it's, hap it's really been going on for about the last nine months he no longer goes in the open heavens room. He wouldn't go in his new classroom. He wouldn't do all this stuff. And uh, we're not sure why. It's just been a super difficult year for him. When he's not home, he wants to be home, and that's all he can think about. And he sort of melts down, and it's, it's sort of, it's been frustrating. We've been praying a whole bunch, and we haven't seen breakthrough. So we're, you know, we're in one of those, like, messy places of, like, Lord, I know you answered prayer. You haven't answered this prayer, so what's going on? How can we love him? How can we see breakthrough? It was a good year, but there are also hard things. I don't say that for you to feel sorry for me because you have your own hard things in your life. Every single one of you has had some things and probably every one of you has some issues of unanswered prayer. Carlton, can you come? And so you're, we're in the, the, the 
mix of a messy world where there's cool stuff and there's hard stuff, and here we are at the end of that year. So what do we do with that? Well, my suggestion is that we take both the good things and the bad and give them to the Lord in praise. So I want to give us an opportunity to have a little bit of closure before we move on here. Have a little bit of closure from 2017. Carlton's going to play a song. You might not know it. Don't feel obligated to sing through. In fact, I, I want to ask you guys to, to just go look in your heart. Let the Lord bring up the, the good things that you can thank him for and then the hard things that you can still praise him for. You say, Lord, I still praise you and trust you even though this is a hard situation. We're going to play this song. We will have the words up. Don't feel obligated to sing. Just receive. And we're going to come back in a few minutes. Come upon 
long am I held by the yoke of this world? Come up under the yoke of Jesus. His yoke is easy, his burden is so light. His burden is so Take a moment to remember who God is and who I am. There you go, lifting my load again. Take a moment to remember who God is and who I am. There you go, lifting my load again. We thank you for the good, the victories. Lord, we thank you that you've been with us through the hard times to carry us through. Help us, Lord, now to give those to you. We just, would you just, would you just take them? We thank you for lifting our load. And here we come to 2018. You might already have New Year's resolutions set. You might, uh, a lot of people have the a word to focus on for the year, which I think is really cool. Encourage those things. Well, I want to propose something specific for us. I want to propose that we make 2018 a year of praise. Because we know there's going to be good things, there's going to be amazing things, there's going to be really hard things. There just are because that's this life. And what if we just determine in our hearts that we're going to praise him through it? What if we came alongside one another and said, I want to help you praise God through this. I'm not going to be trite. I'm not going to say this is easy. In fact, I will help you bear the burden that you have. I will hear your sorrows, and I will help point you back to Jesus. What if we could do that for one another? I want 2018 to be a year of praise. When something goes good, we look up and acknowledge, and then we say, praise God. Praise God. And when something is hard, we could still look up and say, praise God, you are still good. And I trust you in this season. 2018 could be a year of praise. Worship team, can you come? Many of the anxieties that we face today, the fact is I think so many of them are only prolonged by our tendency towards introspection. We look down and we stay looking down and we wallow in that thing. And all the time you might hear cliches like, let's just give it to the Lord. But then sometimes we don't even bother to do that. We stay down here because we're, we're nursing those wounds. And I, I'm not even, I, I understand it. I get it. Man, I live there sometimes. And this is where I need another to come and say, hey, remember the good things that God's doing. Remember the good things that God's doing. Because he is, he has not left you alone. Praise means that we yank ourselves out of our introspection and we look up. 2018 can be that kind of year when we turn our heads to heaven and force ourselves to remember the goodness of God. Now, just some practical ways to do it, okay? Very practical. Cultivate praise in 2018. My first suggestion is to spend time in the Psalms. Spend time there. This was the prayer book for the church. This was Jesus' own prayer book. Spend time here. Hurt when David hurts and let that turn to joy. Sing with him. Spend time there. 
Seek out thankful people in your lives. You're not all as lucky as me because not all of you work with Jeff Starr and Joshua Rivas and Red Crab. But seek out thankful people in your life. Schedule time with them just so you can be around them, just so they can turn your heart to Thanksgiving and you can be reminded, aha, the world's bigger than the thing I'm going through right now. Renew your mind with his goodness. Renew your mind. I'm talking about things you put in there, even entertainment-wise. And I'm not saying only watch or listen to Christian things. There was an age when in the 80s when you were only allowed to listen to Stephen Curtis Chapman and everyone thought that would like save the world somehow, but it just put Christians in a bubble and they couldn't even understand what the world was going through. I'm not suggesting that. What I am suggesting is this. Take seriously the fact that the things that you put in your heart can actually seriously affect your heart. And remember, seek out things that are going to lift up your spirit and will lift up your head. That means sometimes when you're down, put on the stinking worship music. Put it on, go take a walk. No, I, I know, I know, so the, you know, other stuff you might enjoy more and do that, but remember to go to those wells and those places where your heart finds encouragement. Disconnect from this. Disconnect from the digital world and go outside. Okay, God is much more visible up there than he is in the YouTube comment section. I promise you that is true, folks. You see him out there. He's very hard to see in places like that. Disconnect. Get away from the ugliness of the world sometimes and the way that can be and step out in the beauty of the world, if you catch my drift. Finally, sing about his goodness. Sing about it. Again, we're not just talking about looking up. We're talking about responding when we look up. Sing about his goodness. And, and you know what, guys? We're going to do that right now. We're going to sing in the new year. Let this be a gateway of praise. Here's what we're going to do, okay? We're going to, in just a minute, we're going to stand up and we're going to read through Psalm 150. Why? Because it's the last psalm of all the psalms. Today is the last day of the year. And this is just chock full of good praise, all kinds of praise. So we're going to stand up and we're going to read this through together. And we're going to read it through with gusto, okay? We need gusto. I'm going to ask these guys to help me out with some gusto. And we're going to go straight into singing. So let's, let's finish off the year on a good note. And let's usher in 2018 as a year of praise. Are you ready? Okay, we're gonna do this. I need some I need some volume and I need some gusto. Lots of gusto, especially if you're you, Rachel. Okay, ready? Praise the Lord! Praise God in his sanctuary! Praise! 
have that chorus. Listen, prayer servant team's up here. If you need prayer for anything, maybe you need some more joy in your life for praise, whatever it is, come and get some prayer. Be blessed. Let's sing this song one more time.